The following podcast is a Dear Media production. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members. We've got the old cast members. And we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down and we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah, so tune in every Tuesday for season two of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I have Dorothy Wang. She is on the new season of Bling Empire. You guys might remember her from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. I'm so excited because I love the show. I have already binge watched the entire season. I love it so much. My mom said she's already watched it twice. And I think you guys will love it if you guys haven't started the show yet. I love learning a little bit more from Dorothy about the show and the behind the scenes and how a reality show even comes together because so much of it I didn't know myself. And of course, she's the jet lag queen because of this quote that she said on Rich Kids one day so I had to ask her about her travel tips don't forget we have a brand new Summer Fridays product our midnight ritual retinol is available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora it is incredible it's a gentle retinol it's really great for first time retinol users you would use this in your evening skincare routine after cleanser before moisturizer so if you guys want to hear from Dorothy let's get into the episode okay so I want to go back to pre-reality tv where were you born where did you grow up I was born in Los Angeles, California, in Cedar Sinai. Like most people, I feel like in LA that we know, I went to Campbell Hall for elementary school and then I went to Harvard Westlake High School. And then college. What did you want to go to school for? For college, I actually always never had any idea kind of what I wanted to do. Like ever since I was young, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like my classmates, they would be like, even if it was a small thing, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a ballerina. I like, could never answer that question. So that's kind of always been like the looming thing over my head. Like, what do you want to be? And so as I got older, I kind of realized that anything that I was going to do was probably going to be around business or communication. Like those were kind of like my strong points. So when I went to USC, I majored in communication and I minored in business. After USC, what were you doing after school before Rich Kids? So after school before Rich Kids, I really was doing random internships and different seminars and just really trying to figure out what I wanted to do because it's always, like I said, it's always just kind of been my struggle to figure out like, what do I want to put my focus into? And I got my real estate license. I So I was actually working at the agency right before we got rich kids. And I was just, you know, like doing things with my family or I would work with my dad sometimes on certain projects. I would go to China and work at his department stores. I would, once I was even a, I was like a, a tour guide for the US Expo in Shanghai. Like I had all these <laughs> random things and like life experiences I was racking up. I worked out, oh, I was an intern also at a food and travel magazine in Shanghai. So I was just doing all these random things. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to invest my time in. And, and when kind of Twitter became popular, I, started tweeting some stuff just about my day-to-days and it really got like a lot of traction. And then, then I kind of turned that into Instagram and then it was like my tweets plus photos. And I think when I started my Instagram, that's when I realized that, well, people really like have an interest in my life and in my lifestyle and what I have to say and just 
all that. So then in my head, I was like, well, so if people are interested in what I say and people are interested in my Instagram, then they must be interested in a television show. Like it just seemed like at that time back then, I think this was probably like the, like around 2000, 2011, 2012, right after I graduated college, everyone, it was like, everyone was getting a reality show. And that was kind of like the next step in a lot of people's lives. And I thought like, oh, I could do that. Or it seemed like people were interested in my life enough to want to watch me on a show too. So I actually put together different, like I had different groups of friends. I'd put together different treatments and kind of pitch them to different companies or different people. And for a while, I actually was doing that. And Morgan and I would like kind of go around together. And we met with some people that wanted to put us on this show and that show. And we we did hold out until we kind of got an offer to do our own show where we weren't just going to be like, you know, maybe someone's assistant or secretary or something like that. And then hopefully get a spinoff. So we kind of waited until it felt like the right thing. And then for rich kids, I had heard from Justin Sylvester, actually, that he called me and he said, so-and-so, they're they're trying to do a show based on people in LA. You got you to gotta call them. You got to call them. So I was calling them and they didn't answer for a while. And then the second I was able to get them on the phone, I kind of did my elevator pitch. I was like, hi, my name is Dorothy Wang and I'm X, Y, and Z and my friends are X, Y, and Z and I'm fabulous and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And the head of the casting company, his name is Duran Ophir, he was like, can you and your crew come in tomorrow? And we came in the next day. I brought everyone. Morgan was just starting to date Brendan. I brought in Johnny. I brought so we all kind of came in. He put us on screen on the green screen and taped us. And I remember we got a call on Christmas Eve. So it was right around the holidays. And they called us on Christmas Eve. And when I, we got a call on Christmas Eve, I was like, wow, they must really want this really badly because no one is trying to work over the holidays <laughs> or get anything done. So they called us and they said, we want to give you guys your own show. <laughs> and then wow. from there, that just kind of went really quickly. And, you know, I had to call Mauricio and the agency and tell them, I'm so sorry, I can't, you know, work at the agency full time anymore. I, I'm doing the show now. And now Mauricio has his own show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a crazy I mean, time for them to know. Yeah. And I don't know if you even remember this, but I actually came to your house for a pool party when I think you either, I don't know if you were filming a pilot or, oh my gosh! Remember that it was so I remember. long ago. It was that was for our teaser, or maybe it was it was for our teaser or for the pilot. No, the presentation. But it ended up being. In the, I think that pool party also ended up being in the actual show. Oh my god! I was thinking back to that. I was like, I, it seems like so long ago, but I can like so vividly remember the day. Did you know what you were like getting into when you signed up to be on reality TV? Like, did you did it end up being what you thought it was going to be? Yes and no. I think that I always kind of live my life very openly. And for some reason, I don't know why I just I never respected my own privacy. Like I don't really I've just always been very open, like even with someone I just meet or even my friends, I tell them like everything I'm doing today. Of course, there are certain things, obviously, that I keep private, but I'm very open with 90% of my life of, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This is my favorite this and whatever is going on. So I knew that I didn't necessarily have that factor against me. And I also knew that I don't really have skeletons in my closet. I kind of, what you see is what you get. And it's not like, you know, there's going to be any surprises about me that I'm scared are going to come out. So I think that I was 
And I feel like I would watch these shows and kind of know how, you know, I would observe different types of shows and be like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. But I think you don't really know, honestly, how much work it is until you do it. Like the hours are long. You're usually really tired. Even I know you're just being yourself, but you're not just quote being yourself. Like going to a filmed lunch is not the same as going to lunch with your friend. Like if it's a film lunch, like you 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 are on camera and you 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 even are a little bit more tense. You're a little slightly more nervous. You're a little bit more on edge. You have to kind of obviously think more about what you're gonna say. There's always you know a point to the lunch. There's there's just different things you're constantly worried about and thinking about. Or like, is this person going to fight with me at this lunch? Is this you know? There's things. It's just it's always draining. It's exhausting. And I remember after our first, well, after we shot our first pilot presentation, I remember Morgan and I were like, wow, this is exhausting. And we like had to go home and like sleep for like three days after. And that was the tiring, like how tiring and exhausting the filming process is, is something that was surprising to me. And you and Morgan are such a great duo. And I feel like I see it all the time. Like I either see like old memes or like videos on TikTok and people just love the two of you guys together. And like, I wish I could have rich kids back because it was such a great show. I know. I honestly, it was kind of iconic. And I think that it like, I think that there was a small, like a group of people that it just really resonated with. And I, when I get like clips and memes, people tag me and memes that it always like kind of brings a smile to my face and like it still lives on. I think we're coming, we're coming on our 10 year anniversary. Oh my God. That's crazy. Oh, I saw The Hills is back on Netflix. So maybe they'll bring back like rich kids and like want to re air it. That would be so funny if they did. So we're like a month into the new year. How are those New Year's resolutions going? I know it's the time when we start slacking a little bit, but I want to talk to you about Way and how they're making it really easy to have resolutions of having healthy, beautiful hair that's really easy to keep up. So we get it. Resolutions are hard, but Way is here to help you create a hair and scalp routine that you'll actually want to keep. So if you're feeling flaky or your hair is looking dull, Way has a product for all of your hair care goals. I love their products. I always use them in my hair care routine, whether it's something for dandruff or detox or a scalp serum, which I love. It was like a hair savior this winter. And I love Way because their products actually work and my hair just feels so much healthier, cleaner. My scalp feels better after I use them, which is why I always go back to them in my hair care routine. There's a couple products that I want to share with you about. One is a scalp serum. So this is a scalp serum that balances and hydrates your scalp. It's a daily scalp serum that can be used day or night. You can use it on wet or dry hair. It really helps to soothe irritation and keep your hair stronger and fuller through healthy, hydrated, balanced scalp. I like to use this, especially when I travel. I take it with me and it feels so cooling on my scalp. I even text the founder, Jen Atkin, and I was like, whatever's in this, this is magic because it was so, so helpful. I also get a really dry scalp in the winter, so I love their anti-dandruff shampoo and their detox shampoo is great, especially if I've been really over styling my hair and needs like an extra cleansing or I've been just like putting too much dry shampoo in my hair. If you guys want to try the way to healthy hair starts here, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com slash Mariana15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com slash Mariana15. Okay. So born in LA, raised in LA, went to college Mm -hmm. in LA, but now you're living in New York. So why New York? I have always, actually, no, that is not true. I've not always loved New York. It's everything that I used to hate about New York when I was younger is what I like about it now. I remember I used to come here and I'd be like, oh my God, it's so crowded. It's kind of so grungy. People are rude. It's just, it was so tiring. 
and you have to walk everywhere. And that's like, honestly, like what I love about New York is just the walking and seeing so many people and just feel like if there really is such a vibe and an energy here that unfortunately LA lacks. And for me, I was just born and raised in LA. I feel like I would travel a lot, but during COVID, obviously we couldn't travel anymore. And we had a lot of time to reflect on our lives. And I kind of looked at my life and I just, I always wish that I was riskier. I think that I actually am like kind of safe and timid in a lot of ways. And I wish, like when I look back on my life, I wish I had like a more exciting life. I wish I lived in Paris for five years and then like lived in Rome. And like, I just wish that I was a little bit riskier and almost a little bit more reckless. And so I just kind of looked at my life and I was like, wow, Dorothy, like you had all the opportunity to like move different places and experience different things, but you just kind of chose like the safe, comfortable place to live your whole life. And I just, not that I was disappointed in myself, but I told myself, okay, when I can, and when COVID's over, I'm going to look for an apartment. I'm going to move to New York and why not experience something different? and just shake it up. You never know what's going to happen. And you know, life should be exciting and you should meet different types of people and kind of force yourself and challenge yourself into new situations. And so that is kind of, you know, what I did. (laughs) It's actually really funny. The show just kind of happened as I had already decided I was moving. And then do you feel like New York is like a temporary couple year thing? Do you want to like go back and forth? How do you see yourself like evolving and where you live? I thought when I first moved here that I would be more back and forth. But I right now, honestly, I I, I just came on my one year anniversary. So I've been here. Oh, since my God. January that went by really fast. Oh, my God. I know it kind of flew by. So I've been here for over a year now. And I, I honestly never want to leave New York. I mean, for right now, I could see myself maybe in the future wanting to, you know, live somewhere, in, you know, not so fast paced. But for now, it's kind of like New York or nowhere for me. Like, I actually even if I'm on vacation or on trips, I like, sometimes will cut my trip short to just come back to the city. Or I like, I'm always trying to come back to New York. And I feel like in LA, when my friends and I would go on trips, and we come back from our trips, we'd be kind of so depressed and like planning our next trip. So it is a really nice feeling to be so excited about where you live that you like want to be here more and you're not always trying to escape to something else. Yeah. And I feel like you're so extroverted, like you like to go out and I feel like there's so much more to do in New York, like living in LA. I think what people think LA is and actually living here, LA is like a little slower and kind of boring compared to New York. Yes. I think that I always say when you go out in LA, everything kind of looks so grand and seems so grand and extravagant. Like it's going to be like a Drake party or a movie premiere or Justin Bieber, something. But those events are kind of so like few and far between. And in the day to day, everyone is kind of so spread out in their houses. And you don't really, I don't know, you like, I feel like when I'm in New York and my friends in New York, I end up, I have such close relationships with them. We're all kind of a family and we see each other almost every other day, multiple times a week. And even in LA, even with my best friends, we'd like go to a lunch or go to a dinner maybe once every one to two weeks. And you just don't really get that same type of contact. And here everyone just, you'll go to lunch and then everyone else wants to meet up and you end up walking around and it it always becomes like an all day affair. And it's nice to have options. Like I actually stay home a lot, but in New York, even like I'll probably, I need at least like three, four nights, like just like me at home, like on the computer, you know, just 
unwinding and decompressing. But I like that if I wanted to go out, there are options and there's always people doing things. And I think always. that you know, when you're young and you're single, like during this time, like you should be living in a place where there are so many options of things that you can be doing all the time. Yeah, I love it. when I'm there. I love doing it because it's like I'm walking around, I'm doing things and I'm like, well, I'm already out. I may as well just like keep going. Yes, everything's so much more going. convenient. And you really don't know what the day has in store for you, who you're going to see, who you're going to meet. Like everyone is literally like one corner away all the time. Okay, so you moved to New York, mm-hmm. then the show happened. So you had already yes. been on Bling Empire in LA a couple episodes, mm-hmm. and then New York, which I love the show. If anyone is listening and hasn't watched it yet, I binge watched the entire season. Like I, I was so excited. Yay. And what I love about this season was the cast is really great. I love all the people together, but I really loved your friendship with Tina on the show. And I feel like it showed a little softer side of you too. Like mm-hmm. you really were so genuine and like caring for her and like you could tell that you really felt for her and the things that she was going through. And like, I loved seeing that part of you on TV. Yeah. I think that, you know, sometimes when you do these shows, even though I know some of them, we've had relationships. It's not like you're always around people that you're generally, generally very close with. And just, I take my time with people. I don't expect people to want to be my friend right off the bat. And I'm kind of the same way. It just takes me a while to warm up. I'm kind of like a slow burn. And but Tina was the one member of the cast who I've known for years and years. And so I've known her for probably at least five, six years. And she was like, you know, my real friend. So I'm happy that people kind of do get to see how I am with like real tried and true friends, not just people that I'm kind of thrown into situations with that I'm still figuring out. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. And I know it might be winter still and it might be a little bit cold wherever you are, but Jenny Kane is here to make it delightful. Jenny Kane is your go-to shopping destination for classic, comfortable, and California-inspired clothes, which is exactly how I want to wear all of my clothes every single day. This perfectly describes my personal style. From cashmere knit sweaters you're going to be obsessed with to the incredibly comfortable slippers you'll never want to take off. With elevated everyday basics and wardrobe essentials, getting dressed and keeping cozy is easier than ever before. You really want to invest in a uniform that will really last and that's why I love Jenny Kane. For a limited time, our listeners will get 15% off with their entire order at JennyKane.com and use the code Mariana for 15% off. There are a couple pieces that I love and they're really known for their cashmere sweaters. And one of theirs is their best-selling cocoon cardigan. It's got this really relaxed fit and this ultra cozy silhouette. And I also love their lightweight and luxe fisherman sweater. These are core pieces that you can dress up or down all season long. I always love to have a sweater with me. It's perfect for weekends or weekdays or at the office or especially when I'm traveling. So I still look chic and put together. I love the entire brand's aesthetics and like everything they do is so beautiful because when it comes to getting dressed, Jenny Kane believes in one thing, the art of simplicity. With a focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design, Jenny Kane makes pieces that truly never go out of style. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code Mariana at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code Mariana. New year, new me, and new clothes with Jenny Kane. How does like a group like this come together? I think honestly, Tina is the bond that kind of brings everyone together. She has been close with Lynn for a little bit. She's known Richard. She's known me. So I think she and Blake is her friend also. So she kind of is the glue or kind of the connector for everyone. I actually, so they had asked me to, so this all kind of happened backwards. So they had asked me a couple of times to join Bling Empire LA. And I respectfully (laughs) 
decline just because I felt like it wasn't authentic to me. It wasn't my mm-hmm. authentic group. And I felt like it was an old story that people have already seen. Like people have already seen me running around LA or Beverly Hills with my friends. It just didn't feel authentic for me to jump back in and do it again with another group of people who I barely know. So I like just like, you know, politely declined a few times. And then once as one of my reasons of why I couldn't, I said, oh, I can't even physically shoot a show in LA because I'm moving to New York at the end of next year or the end of the year. And then they kind of lit up and they were like, oh my God, you're going to move to New York. We're actually building a franchise in New York. You could join that cast. And we're also still in the casting process. You can invite your, your real friends. You can have a hand in the casting and the direction of the show. And so that to me became interesting because it was a new story for me to tell and share. And it was something that I could, you know, be more involved in, not just kind of like inserted into an existing show. So once I committed to New York, then obviously I needed to kind of make some appearances in LA to kind of like weave in my storyline for New York. So when I first met with them, they they had already been talking to Tina. So I was already really happy that I already had a built-in friend that they were speaking to. I had and I believe that they were already talking to Lynn, but Lynn, they said that they weren't sure she was going to do it. And I didn't personally know Lynn, but I have a lot of mutual friends with her and I've seen her Instagram. And so I told them, I was like, you need to get Lynn. We need Lynn Bond. She's like iconic, her style, everything. She seems really cool, like a really cool person. So she then signed on. And then I had actually casted Richard because I had met Richard years and years ago in Taiwan. Like I'm talking like 15 years ago when I was very young in Taiwan. I always, I don't know, you see people on Instagram, you kind of like can keep tabs and know what they're up to. And I just felt that Richard was a very good straight male character to have. It's very hard to find straight males that want to be on reality TV. And so I reached out to him and asked him if he was interested. And he said, yes. And then he said, I think the producers met with him and then he introduced his girlfriend. And so they kind of all with this cast, everyone kind of knew each other and suggested their friends. And then of course, like the producers and Netflix have to approve everyone and see, you know, what fit that they like the best. So between this show and then we talked about Rich Kids also, you definitely played a part in behind the scenes of like getting the show together. You were pitching it around. Is that something you want to do more of and like create more shows and be maybe more involved behind the scenes too? I do always say that. So I'm always, a even if, if I get the credit or not, I'm always the producer. Like everyone always, like the producers even joke, like, thank God for Dorothy. Like I like produce scenes for people or come up with ideas and stuff. It's just naturally, I just think that I'm just that type of person. Like even with like, I don't know. You just even in my day to day life, I'm planning a birthday for my friends. Like that's just how I think. I'm always like trying to put things together for people or like how to make it, you know, even bigger or better, this and that. So that's just kind of how my brain works. I do always toy with the idea of production and, you know, maybe starting my own production company and doing more projects. But then to be honest, sometimes I get burnt out and a little tired. (laughs) I'm like, what am I going to do this? But I never say never. Maybe, you know, in the future, I think as I get older and a little bit more experienced, I would probably only start taking on shows and roles where I would also be a producer in. Amazing. I would love to see. I feel like you have such great ideas for things. And like, there's so many things 
that you're involved in and people that you know, and like maybe there's casts that you would put together that maybe like you don't want to be a part of, but like, you know, so many interesting people that would be great for TV. So if someone is thinking about maybe being on a show or doing reality TV, any advice for them before they actually get into it? Like, what is this really like? Advice? I think, I think it's important to have a strong point of view. And what I was telling the other, my other castmates is not that you have to be mean or, or be fake, but it is important to have an opinion. I think a lot of people are scared. Well, well I'm scared to say this. What if they don't like me? I always tell everyone people want to be entertained on television and they would rather watch someone with a strong opinion that they don't agree with than watch someone who has no opinion and stands for nothing. I think it is kind of frustrating to, you know, watch people that just kind of float around and don't have anything to say. So I think that you have to kind of know who you are. My advice would be, you have to, yeah, you have to know who you are, you know, be strong in your opinions and even off camera, like you have to be strong in who you are and have confidence in who you are because you will probably have, get a lot of naysayers and, you know, negative feedback as well, but it's just part of kind of just part of the game. And at the end of the day, I always tell everyone, the people who matter know you, they know your heart, they know who you are, and they know what you're like. It doesn't really matter what, you know, people on the outside are saying and what their opinions are. Yeah, I think you definitely have to go into it, like knowing like the people that love me, love me and know me, because you're going to get opinions, like regardless if you put yourself on a, you know, platform like this especially like netflix is so huge now it's one of the top shows on netflix which is so incredible i'm so happy that we're in the top 10 yesterday we were number five i think we jumped over wednesday oh my god and we're a small little reality show you know we don't have the million million dollar budgets the marketing budget so for us to be kind of a reality show that is ranking with all these big budget scripted shows is kind of it's like you know i'm proud of it I'm pretty sure you guys have seen paparazzi pictures or celebrities wearing these stars on their faces. Well, that's Starface best-selling Hydro Stars. It's a really fun star-shaped pimple patch that's so cute. I actually had one of the co-founders on my podcast, Julie Schott, and she talked all about the brand and her ethos behind it. You guys should definitely go back and check out that episode. And I actually invested in the company because I just believe in them so much and how they work and how cute they are. Cuteness aside, these are made with 100% hydrocolloid. It's an ingredient that helps absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. I really love that you can just put on a Hydro Star and remind yourself to not pop or pick at your pimple. They come in this really cute little yellow compact and it holds all of your stars and it even has a mirror inside for really easy application. They have a full range of Hydro Star pimple patches for whatever mood you're in. There's classic yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid black, and a Hydro Star in salicylic acid, and a best-selling blue star that's been awarded the best pimple patch by Cosmopolitan, Glamour, Bustle, and Women's Health. They also just came out with a brand new product. It's so cute. It's called the Micro Cloud. It's a powerful micro dart patch, and it's these really cute cloud-shaped patches that are made with tiny self-dissolving micro darts. It dives deep into the skin to target early-stage pimples that are dry or irritated. They're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and salicylic Silic acid to help calm and hydrate skin for faster healing. MicroCloud is only available in the U.S. at Starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot W-O-R-L-D. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Life with Mariana listeners free shipping on your first MicroCloud order. Just enter the promo code Mariana at checkout. Again, that's Mariana for free shipping on your first MicroCloud order. 
something I love about you too is just like your can-do attitude of like anything is possible. And so I want to talk about some of like these mottos that you live by. And one of them was like, I think it's either like you don't take no for an answer or like always ask for something because I think I have the same thing as you as like lucky girl syndrome, which I never even knew I had a name. So do you have a motto that you live by of like how to just get the things that you want in life and like know it's possible? I think I really, a couple years ago, I just started kind of trying to change my mindset and it does help, but you have to work at it. And it sounds so cheesy, but I really learned to change my mindset by like looking for these memes and posting them on Instagram. And there I had kind of have like a morning mantra for every day. And after a while, you know, you not that you like, yeah, I guess I kind of faked it till I made it, made it like I would post these things on my Instagram, but like there were things that I needed to work on. And I, that would be my mantra for the day or just like, you know, waking up po- with a positive thought in your head or just believing that anything can happen or, you know, like or like how you can change your life or how just little things like that every day. And you have to kind of like live in abundance and and not focus on the negative, because I do feel like I don't know if it's an Asian thing or just a my family thing. I think that everyone always just wanted to be realistic, like don't have your head in the clouds. You have to be realistic, like yes, life is hard. My mom too. I think it's definitely an Asian thing. And I talked about to Tina about this in the show too. I think it's an Asian thing where like, oh, don't be silly. You have to be realistic. Life is hard. Nothing just happens out like, cause nothing like you don't get everything that you want, but why not? You know, we should wake up thinking that we're going to get everything that we want and the universe is here to support us and isn't going to let us down. And I, I really worked really hard to kind of undo all that learning from my childhood and kind of live and think in a different way. And I feel like, honestly, I don't know if it's coincidence or what. I just feel like ever since I did that, like I just, I've been a happier person. I just feel like things have been moving like swifter for me and everything is just like, you know, everything that I manifest more or less come true. Like my friends joke that I'm like a witch. It's like, I'll just like make things happen. And it is honestly really important to ask. Closed mouths don't get fed, right? So you have to ask and just be persistent. And yeah, I've had little like, but you do have to put in the work and the effort. Like no one's just going to hand, like, you can't just sit in your room and manifest and expect like everything to just come to you. You have to also go out and work for it and do it and also speak what you want into existence, whether it is starting that that conversation with a company that you want to partner with, or even just getting a restaurant reservation. You have to call and you have to ask. <laughs> They're not just going to call you and give it to you. Yes. Yes, I definitely agree with all of that. And like, I'm never shy. And like, sometimes people tell you no, but that's okay. But maybe sometimes say, they say yes. And then it works out the way it's And they also, to. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And also, sometimes people look at no as a negotiation. And no is just the beginning. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I want to get into some travel things because I feel like you're the only person that travels more than I do. <laughs> and I don't know how you don't get jet lag. So what are your no jet lag tips? <gasps> oh my gosh. So I do say on the on Rich Kids, one of my favorite, one of my lines that everyone loves, as I said, jet lag is tacky. If, you, if you're, if you're well-traveled, you don't get jet lag. So that I meant in a way where it's like people who travel a lot, obviously if you're well-traveled, you travel a lot, you don't have time to be jet lagged or else you'd be jet lagged like 300 days of the year. Do you know what I mean? So people who travel a lot, they they just force themselves on a certain schedule, I think, because you don't have the luxury to be jet lagged. So my travel tips for being jet lagged is if you're flying for not being jet lagged is if you're flying internationally, it is really important to figure out the timing of your flights. 
So if it's a long international flight, I like to land in the morning of my destination. So then you sleep the whole time on your plane, on the flight, like you maybe get like, you know, six, seven hours. And then when you arrive, it's the daytime and there and you have a full day of activities, no matter how tired you are, you need to have a full day of activities and do not go to bed until at least 10 p.m. at night. And then by the time when you wake up the next day, you're on that schedule. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I try to have like Mm -hmm. a nighttime flight. I eat my meal before I get on the plane. I get on the plane and I always try to like align my meals to the time zone of where I'm going to. And then when I land, just drink like a ton of water, take a shower, unpack, and then just like go run around for the day. And like, you just can't nap the first day. Like absolutely no nap. You have to just jump into it. Like it's better, honestly, to be so tired the first day than to get on the wrong schedule there because you'll just be tired for the next four or five days and waste your whole trip being tired. Do you have favorite luggage brands? My favorite luggage brand is Ramoa. I think everyone loves Ramoa. My issue with them is that they have too many cute colors. And I'm like, oh my God, and now do I have to get, like I have this bamboo green one. Now I'm going to have to get the jade green. And then do I want the purple? There's just so many beautiful colors that they're coming out with. I got the purple trunk. I gave a green and a red for Christmas. I loved the yellow, but I was like, oh, I don't have any yellow because the yellow came out with the purple, but I'm sure there's going to be another one. I love them. And I like the like plastic ones over the metal ones. Same, same. The titanium ones, they're First of all, they're so heavy. Sometimes they get knocked kind of off of the hinges and it's hard. The plastic ones are the way to go. You had a travel blog for a little bit. You were like uploading stuff online. You still share stuff on your Instagram. Are we going to see more travel stuff from you? Because I know people like love to see where you go, what you're eating, what you're doing. I know. I re- So I had a travel website. Of course, I would be someone that launched a travel website the month before COVID hit in 2019. So then obviously there was, you know, no travel and no food. And I will admit that something that's kind of bad about me is that if I have momentum in something and then it stops and it doesn't maybe go exactly how I plan, I do have a hard time kind of recovering from that. (laughs) And so after COVID, I really thought that I was going to relaunch with new locations that I visited over the summer, but then the show was coming out and I just kind of felt like I wanted to move in a different direction. And now I'm kind of working on another type of, it's still definitely related to food and travel, but it is like not necessarily my website. Okay. Well, I'll look at it on your Instagram for now because Mm -hmm. I'm always like, okay, I need to go eat at this place. I need to do this thing. Do you have any trips planned that you're going on? I don't have any. I'm going to Palm Beach for the first time next oh, month for a wedding. So that should be fun. And I'll, I'll get some sun. I'm trying to go to Japan, I think, somewhere in Japan with my sister in the spring for like cherry blossoms. Are but, you going to go like April time or after? I think probably April. Oh, nice. But I have to, I have to see with her and sync it up maybe with my niece's oh, schedule or their break. So schedule. cute. But after that, I don't have any. I don't, I don't plan. I haven't planned my summer trips yet. I haven't. I don't really plan too far in advance. Okay. On the fly kind of, I like, I need to like somewhat plan because I like to stay at very particular hotels when I travel. So I'm always looking at your travels too. What's the worst is like in the summer, I want to go somewhere. And then I'm like, well, the hotel I want to stay at, like there's no rooms. Like what am I going to do? Or they only have like two nights available. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay two nights here and then I'm going to move and I'm going to go to this other place because so much of travel for me is the place that I stay. Yeah. It's so so important. And then Europe, it's like they book months in advance. Yeah. It's so important. I love watching your trips with your mom. I think it's so sweet when you guys go together. Your mom and I DM. Ah, 
She's so messages. funny. I told her because she sent me a congratulations on the show. I said, I'm doing Mary Mariana's podcast. On oh, she's cute. Well, she already watched the season twice. She said she loved it so much. Oh. I'm like, how did you find time to watch it two times? It just came out. You find time for the things that you love. Yeah, she loved it. So where can we follow you? Watch the show. Follow me on Dorothy Wang. All my socials are Dorothy Wang. And the show is now streaming on Netflix. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.